You're listening to Faith and Fostering, the podcast where people of faith chat about foster care in the Australian context to encourage, edify and educate others along the journey. Hi everyone and welcome to Faith and Fostering. It's Heather with you today and happy Easter week to you. For most of the people I think across the country we are in the middle of school holidays at the moment and I genuinely hope and pray that the school holidays are being kind to you as you're uh, working through the various things that need to be worked through during school holidays, which is always a bit of a challenging time for foster carers and kinship carers alike. I thought for us today, a good place to spend some time would be actually just uh, reflecting on Easter and what it means for us and looking from a slightly different perspective than what we would normally look at. Uh, I've been reflecting over the Lent period about what Easter means and what it means for me and what God might be wanting to remind me of or focus me on during this season and over the past few months actually I keep this this story keeps coming to mind this um, memory keeps coming to mind for me we used to spend a lot of time at the beach when I was growing up we um, we had some relatives that had a beach house and as a family we would go off at most of the uh, summer holidays or school holidays we would head off to the beach and one of the things I love to do as a kid as most kids love to do is to jump the waves and um, and so I would sort of wade into the the area that was around about the right height for me I remember this particular day very very clearly I would have been maybe six or seven years old and I waded out to what was a safe height to be jumping waves and dad had always said to me if you come to a wave that's too big for you, it'd be better to dive under it than to try and jump over it because it'll knock you off your feet. And this particular wave um, came my way and it was big and I was scared and I didn't really know what I was doing. And before I knew it, this wave had completely dumped me and I was tumbling around in the surf um, and I had no idea which way was up and which way was down. In reality, it would have been, you know, seconds But for me in that moment, there was this feeling of utter confusion and darkness. I was tumbling around, I was tossed about, confusion set in, and there was this moment of panic. And even though it was seconds, I I remember it incredibly clearly, this moment of absolute panic. And I would call this stage or this state of being, uh, being tossed around by this wave, wondering a whole lot of questions. I would call this stage or this state of being, being in the in-between. It's that place where you feel out of control, where nothing makes sense, where confusion sets in, where you don't know how things are going to turn out, what the future will be, and whether you'll get out of it. And even though in that moment it was seconds, I think that it's a good representation of many times in our lives and existence where we feel like we're in a place of the in-between, where confusion and darkness kind of reign, where uh, where we don't know which way is up, we don't know which way is down, we don't know where we're going or how things will turn out. And in the moment of panic, in the in-between, there are these questions that I believe pop up for us, and they certainly popped up for me that day. These questions like, which way is up? Can anyone see me? And will I get out of this? And these, these questions kind of rage for us. And I think they're all natural questions of what it is to be in that place of being in the in-between. And as I've been thinking about this over Lent, um, I recognize that 
The disciples were in a moment of the in-between. In fact, the ultimate moment of the in-between. They experienced the ultimate in-between on Easter weekend between the crucifixion and the resurrection. The world they knew, uh, it had grown dark. The world as they knew it had grown dark. Not only had the sky gone dark when Jesus' life left his body, whether he was hanging on the cross before his burial, but their lives, their ministry, everything they had left behind in order to step into God's plans for them had gone dark. There they were on the evening of Good Friday and the full day for Easter Saturday in the in-between. They were left in that moment of confusion Asking those all too familiar questions, which way is up? Can anyone see me? And will I get out of this? And it's really, it's, it's fascinating to me because this is not the only time in scripture that we find this kind of, this sense of the unknown. In fact, I actually think that scripture is littered with um, times of the in-between. In fact, if we have a look at the very beginning of the Bible, in Genesis chapter 1, we're told, uh, it actually says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. You see, prior to creation, darkness was everywhere. And the Bible tells us the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. The Spirit of God was hovering over the darkness. It was this in-between. Nothing had been created yet. Nothing. Uh, it, it was coming. There was light that was coming. But at that time, it was that moment of the in-between where the Spirit of God was hovering and waiting in suspension of what would come. And then the Spirit of God created light that broke through the darkness and created a rhythm. And he called that rhythm day and night, where each 24-hour period would involve both darkness and light. And what I love about this is that we, we see this rhythm being created in uh, creation of each 24-hour period, which we call a day, actually involving both light and darkness, that actually every single day we experience a moment of the in-between. It's the rhythm of our daily life. It's the rhythm of creation. But it's also something that gets reflected in our lives and in our experiences. Dark and light are part of every day. And ever since creation, each day has had both. And as our world is one of patterns, we innately know that our lives mirror the same rhythm that creation shows us. No one gets to live a life devoid of darkness and always in the light. I know that so often when we look at the highlight reels of other people's lives, it looks like there are a whole lot of people that we know who get to constantly live in the light, but in, in actual fact, nobody ever does. All of us live lives that oscillate between the dark times of heartache and challenge and confusion and waiting and into light times of hope and restoration and renewal and revelation. Darkness and light are both intrinsically parts of our lives. But the place of the in-between, in the darkness, in that place of the in-between, we need to remember that it is natural and ordinary for light to ultimately break out into darkness. It's important for us to remind ourselves of that, to remind ourselves that there is hope, that there is light, that there is an end 
to the darkness that will come because that is the natural rhythm of life. That's the rhythm of creation. It's the rhythm of our lives. It's when we get to that place where we believe and we start to tell ourselves or accept that somehow darkness will always overtake us and the in-between will be the place where we stay. That's when hope disappears. And we forget that God is actually, the Spirit of God is hovering over those dark waters and wanting to bring us to a place of light and resurrection and newness and renewal and revelation. And so as the disciples waited in the excruciating darkness of the in-between, the reality is the Spirit of God was at work ensuring that in-between would be interrupted by the greatest moment of light breaking into darkness that has ever been known or experienced ever in the history of the world. Christ conquering the darkness, and like the rhythm of day and night, he brought his light to settle the question that we were asked in the in-between. Which way is up? Can anyone see me? What will happen from here? You see, all of us have had those seasons of being in the in-between, and you might even be in a season of the in-between at the moment. Some of us find ourselves asking, where is God in the midst of the very thing he called me to do? For some of us, we walked into our foster journey full of hope and full of faith, and now as our prayers appear to be unanswered, and we're worn down by disappointments. We're starting to ask those questions of the Lord, you know, did you call me? Did God really say? Did did he really call me into this? And if he did, then why does it feel so dark? And why am I experiencing these disappointments? And why am I in this place of the in-between for so long? Why does the confusion reign so much? We forget that the Spirit of God is hovering over us in the midst of this darkness. There are times when we experience the heartbreak of Good Friday, but there are also times in the in-between, like Easter Saturday, when we're in darkness, we're feeling alone, and we're wondering which way is up, can anyone see me, and will I get out of this? It's the moments of confusion and uncertainty and not knowing what the future holds. And if we're honest, it's in those moments that we feel the least spiritual, we feel sometimes the furthest from God. And we wonder, did we hear him? Is he with us? What's going on? And can we continue? And I want to tell you that if you go through those stages and those phases in life, you're in really good company. All of us go through times that are in the in-between. And the reality is that while we like to focus on the successes in life and the, the joys and the achievements in life, Much of our faith journey is spent in the in-between. And actually that's not at odds with scripture at all. Scripture is loaded with examples of people wrestling in the in-between. I think about Moses getting instructions from the Lord in the wilderness for how the new nation of Israel should live and be known as God's people. But it takes 40 years before they get to inhabit the land that he's promised for them. And then I think about when they were exiled And the Lord promises them that they'll return and rebuild the temple, but it takes 70 years before they're able to do so. You see, it's in those moments of the waiting, the moments of the in-between, that we actually have the opportunity to build up our muscles of hope. What we need to remember in the in-between is that the Spirit is hovering over us, 
that he is working in us, that he is working through us, and that he is working toward the light that he's going to ultimately bring. It's as we wrestle in the in-between that we develop our dependence on God. Man, has that been true in this last season? I've been amazed, actually, just even by my own attitude and how simply and easy how simple and easy it is for me to even forget to even bother asking God for his help or his intervention until something goes wrong or until we're stuck back in lockdown or until something happens that I'm frustrated by in regard to our circumstances with this pandemic and then all of a sudden I'm grabbing hold of God and I'm wrestling with him and I'm asking him where he is and I'm throwing myself down at his feet and it's because when we are in the time of the in-between we cast our dependence on him in a whole new way. You see, while I was tumbling around in those waves, what I knew and what I could see before me was mess and chaos. I could see water, I could see sand. I had glimpses of light, but I had no perspective at all on what was happening outside of the wave. All I could see was the confusion and the chaos before me. All I could see was the in-between. All I knew were the questions that I was asking is someone going to do something about this? Which way is up? Will I get out of this? And what I couldn't see was what was happening on the surface. What I couldn't see was that my dad was nearby and that he could see precisely what was happening to me. He was effectively hovering over the waters. His response was that he raced to me. He can't have been too far away. And he reached in, and I remember this this big hand just reaching down and grabbing hold of my togs and pulling me up above the water. And I remember feeling safe, and I remember seeing light, and I remember thinking, okay, that's how it ends. It's all okay. You see, I couldn't see in my confusion what my dad's response was. And yet he was hovering, and he was ready And he was preparing to pull me out of the in-between and into the light. You see, light is a part of each day just as darkness is. And the in-between can have a great purpose if we allow it to. It's because of the hopelessness of some situations that we can so clearly see God's hand reaching out to us when we would otherwise not have noticed it. I'll be honest with you, I didn't even know that day where my dad was. I didn't know whether he was close to me or not. I had no idea, I have no memory of where he was prior to the wave hitting. But I can tell you I knew exactly where he was once the wave had dumped me and he pulled me out. You see, the in-between gives us an opportunity to find out where he is and what he's doing and to remind us that we have dependence on him. In John chapter 20, John tells us that after Jesus had risen from the dead, he went to his disciples and he greeted them with these words. He said, peace be with you. Literally there, the, the Hebrew word that's being used is shalom, which doesn't just mean peace, it means wholeness, it means completeness, it, it means all things being resolved to be as they were designed to be. A sense of everything being in its right place and everything being the way that it was purposed to be originally. That's that's the peace that shalom is. The greeting of shalom be yours by Jesus in this instance was never a truer statement than it was in that moment to the disciples. That after a period of grief 
and discouragement and confusion and darkness and pain, all of that that Good Friday and Easter Saturday had brought to them, they now saw everything as whole, as complete, as good, that everything had come back and was full circle again. It was the way it should be. It was right. It was full shalom. It was peace, completeness, wholeness, resolution, the way it was designed to be. It says this in John 20, it says, On the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood amongst them and said, Peace, shalom be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands inside and and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Shalom be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. You see, the Spirit of God hovers over the waters of darkness. The Spirit of God was hovering over the body of Christ in that tomb, hovering over those disciples as they sat in that moment of grief and disappointment in the in-between. The Spirit of God hovering over us in that moment in the in-between, in the darkness, in the chaos, in the confusion when we're asking our questions. The Spirit of God sent to us, given to us by Jesus himself, not only that we would be able to access his power and authority in the ministry he's called us to, but also to be what he was known as the Comforter, to be with us in the in-between. Because the reality is we are not alone in the in-between. We may feel like it, but we are not. God is with us. The Spirit of God sent to us to bring that peace, that shalom, that when the in-between is done and the light is coming to overtake the darkness, the Spirit of God is coming to bring us to that place of hope. And he sits with us in the darkness to be our comfort as well. This Easter, I want to invite you as a carer, as someone involved in the ministry of caring for vulnerable people. I know it's hard. I know it brings challenges. I know that there are seasons of darkness and there are seasons of light. I know there are many, many seasons of the in-between for people who do what you do. But I want to invite you this Easter to reflect on the in-between. Not to dwell there long term, but to realize the in-between is only part of the journey. It's not the part where Shalom lives, but Shalom is waiting for us at the other side of the in-between. The Spirit of God is with us in the in-between. He is with us, hovering over us in the darkness. And he is leading us toward the light where Shalom, everything in its place, everything resolved and complete, and as it was purposed to be, is waiting for us. And some of those seasons of light will be short. But ultimately what we're waiting for is the ultimate shalom, the ultimate light that will belong to all of us beyond this life. We go through many in-betweens and in fact in some ways this life is its own in-between as we wait for the full glory of the goodness and shalom, ultimate shalom, of God on the other side of this life. So I want to encourage you to reflect on the in-between and to remember Spirit is with you. Holy Spirit is with you. And he desires to bring the darkness to the end and to show you light. 
God bless you so much this Easter. I want to honor you and thank you and encourage you. You are doing a good, great and wonderful thing. And yes, there will be hard things, but the Lord is so proud of you. And I want to honor you from us as well. God bless you.